We're live. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I am German Santa Claus giving out the presents to all of the children. Hi. Ex- this, excuse pre- me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Local police here. Can I tell you what my Christmas wish is, sir? Well, it depends. Have you been naughty or have you been nice? I've I've been very, very nice. I'm actually being extremely nice even talking to you right now, sir. Uh, due to this order, you need to be wearing a mask while doing this. Uh, do not wear a mask. I'm Santa Claus. I give I, out the presents. Sir, <laughs> I truly could not care less that you're Santa Claus right now. You are actively putting all of these children in danger. Every children, that, every child that comes to sit on your lap. Danger. Me and my elves knows that you are the danger. You have been put on the naughty list now. You are a super spreader. I'm going to need you to put on a mask immediately or I will arrest you. So <laughs> I will not comply. Okay, no well then I Santa. will be arresting you. Okay? No. Okay? Put your hands behind your back. Also, kids, this is not the real Santa Claus. This I is am just the real some, Santa Claus. This is just some German a-hole who won't wear his mask. And he's also a super spreader. So Merry Christmas, kids. <laughs> I am Santa Claus. <laughs> Scene. Uh, welcome to Will and Amala Live. Was our cold open really a cold open? Kind of. Not really, because it's a real story. A real Santa Claus in Germany arrested for not wearing his mask while doing his Kris Kringle duties. How ridiculous is that? How sad is that? That is truly... Um, Indicative of the state we're in in this world, Santa Claus arrested for not wearing his mask. Unbelievable. We are going to get into that story. We have a ton of other COVID related stories to talk about as well. We're talking about a New York Times editorial post on a COVID saying not what you would expect it to say. California reinstating its mask mandate. We've got thousands upon thousands of people taking to the streets in Europe to protest what's happening right now. We're also going to be talking CRT and DEI. Are schools still grappling with critical race theory? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Plus, are our favorite characters and historical figures going to be portrayed by actors that we may not expect? Plus, it's TikTok Tuesday. So stay on for all these stories. We're going to be talking to you will it here amla Benobi here taylor trandall how do you and- remember all of that amla that was a mouthful. It just comes natural. No, I mean, I, I have little, have some tabs that sort of tell me where the story's going to go, but I, I try to keep it in my brain and put everything in order. So hopefully <laughs> I make sense. Sometimes I miss. Sometimes I miss, and, and that's all right. Somehow I Manage by Michael Scott. Somehow I Manage by Michael Scott. That's going to be the name of my first book. Somehow I Manage Michael Scott, Amla <laughs> Epinobi. That's a good title. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, Amla Epinobi. Mm-hmm. That's a good <laughs> title. I have to I say, so. Will was like signaling to me and I think uh, that showed up on cameras but to explain whenever we went live I think the title was wrong on YouTube it was the old title from yesterday but now it's updated so it should be fixed and everything's okay, nice. So cool. plus yeah, you know what? crisis averted guys you know what else is updated guys look at our set it's looking better and better every day okay it is. It we're is. in the moving process things are getting better we'll things continue tweaking better. but yeah yeah hashtag yeah. it gets better Ladies and gentlemen, we built this life set might back seem better. hard now, but it gets better. <laughs> but it gets better, guys. So don't worry about it. Let's get into our first story here. Uh, and this one kind of threw me for a loop, threw Taylor for a loop, threw Will for a loop. Here's the New York Times editorial. This is a, a key, key posting in the New York Times newspaper talking about COVID. The title is COVID isn't going anywhere. It's time we started acting like it. And I want to read some of this for you guys and truly give you the scope of what New York Times is saying here, because it's really insane to be hearing this from NYT. Nearly two years into the pandemic, it is clear that the coronavirus is not going to disappear anytime soon. Surges will happen. Variants will uh, 
variants will certainly pop up uh, and different strategies will be needed to resolve them. Yet too many Americans are still paralyzed with doubt and fear over each new uncertainty as trust in government and other institutions to manage the virus ranges from shaky to non-existent. It is past time to ask ourselves as another COVID winter begins if we have to keep living like this. Anxious over the unknown, worried about the large indoor gatherings, tense at every bit of virus news and frustrated at times contemptuous to fellow Americans who have a dramatically different sense of acceptable risk. How crazy is that to be hearing from New York Times that we need to slow down and start going back to living our normal lives? All of you guys listening right now and all of the other patriots you know who aren't listening and all the people who you know care about this and speak about it and talk about it and who are on point talking about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It is because of you that these things are happening, okay? The New York Times is, you know, I, I see this article. I think they are trying to cover their tracks, essentially, of what they've been saying for all this other time. They have realized that the American people are done with COVID. The American people are sick and tired of what is happening. They're sick and tired of mandates. They're sick and tired of, of people saying that they need get to dominate their lives. They're sick and tired of the lies from Dr. Fauci yep. and everyone else in the bureaucracy and at their employers and, and all these other people. And this is because of you. You should be very proud of that. All of us who, who do this for a living and who talk about these things and are, and are passionate about it and just go out and talk to their friends and community. This is because of you, that the New York Times, one of the worst publications in America, mm. is coming out and saying this. It is because of you. We should all be very proud today that they have done this. Yeah, I mean, we all could have rolled over and then just accepted this new normal that was trying to be enforced upon us, and we didn't. And we held our ground. We said this isn't normal. We got called conspiracy theorists, and people fought against us. And now look what the New York Times is publishing as their key editorial piece that COVID isn't going anywhere and we need to get back to living our normal lives. If we had simply rolled over, guess what? It would have been the new normal. We would have all been wearing masks and carrying around our vaccine passports and, and that still is an issue for many places. We're here in LA talking about it. So of course uh, we're facing it in this, our next story that we'll get into will show you just how much we're facing here. But this is indicative of a change that we might see. This is a big mainstream uh, newspaper outlet uh, saying that we need to change and go back to normal. We heard similar sentiments from Bill Maher, who many of you never expected to be on your side of the aisle on any issue. And he's come out and said, no, I'm done. You've, we've, we've listened to you for two years now. We've listened to the news coming out about coronavirus and all the differing opinions on the different regulations and the way that we should treat each other and the way that we should live our lives. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. No, a lot of people are done. I mean, Oracle, a huge company, has canceled their vaccine mandates. Amtrak, the U.S. railroad passenger company, they canceled their uh, vaccine mandate. Los Angeles Unified School District canceled their vaccine mandate. Yep. These are a lot of wins. OK, I hope that this white pills you all today talking about all these wins. White pill essentially means good. Black mm -hmm. pill means you, you're nihilistic. Yep. White pill is good. And I think that we are seeing a big wake up and change in this country. I can't say the same for the rest of the world. I cannot say the same. I cannot no. say the same for most of Europe, for Canada, for many other places across the world. But in America, I think that because we have the judicial system that we have, the legislative system that we have and the Constitution, that gives us the privilege to be able to fight against these things more. Like we're seeing the administration where they were trying to do vaccine mandates for federal employees. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them failed. Yep. Uh, you know, in U.S. district courts. So these 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 things that they are trying to put forward have failed in court where in other countries around the world, they do not have those same courts, those same types of privileges. And so they basically just have their emergency protocols like in Australia, where they are able to extend whatever the government power that they want it to be. But in America, we don't have that. 
We don't have the tyranny like we have in other countries. And, and I'm glad to see that this is going. I don't want to say that this is the end of COVID no. or anything like that, that things couldn't get worse. And there's some new variant coming out of, I don't know, a, a monkey in, in yeah, right. a Mongolia or something. Mongolia, you know, right, I, I right. don't know. But so you never know what could happen. But what I'm saying is that the American people, even if there is a new variant or something, it seems like we're starting to come around. Yep. We're starting to come around, which means don't get comfortable. Continue doing what you're doing. Continue fighting because there's still a battle ahead. We still have stories coming out of New York City where Mayor Bill de Blasio is trying to get more uh, companies in the private sector to force uh, vaccines on their employees. And we have this new story coming out of California. Here's it from Los Angeles Times. California orders statewide mask requirement starting Wednesday. Amid coronavirus cases, they stipulate in this article that this was this was done and uh, this this policy has been pushed forth. Uh, this new mask mandate for not just L.A. because L.A. has had mask mandates this entire time, but the entire state of California because of growing concerns over covid cases and the Omicron variant. Mm-hmm. L.A. had a time, I think, about three or four months ago when we didn't have a mask mandate. It was for about a month. Mm. If you guys remember that, I, I remember that. Yeah, it was like in June. Yeah, in like June where we had like a a month or a month and a half of no mask mandates and then they reinstated the mask mandates again. And anywhere you go, you have to wear a mask. I don't wear a mask anywhere. I urge every single person to also not wear a mask. 21 U.S. Code 360-BBB-3, Section 3, Section E, you have the right to refuse to wear a mask. I know that that is a lot of- Say that three times fast. Yeah. You sounded like something off of Star Wars. Right? Yeah. yeah <gasps> no, he's my robot friend. That's what I'm saying. He stops people from making me wear a mask. Yeah. Now, 21 U.S. Code 360-BBB-3. And then Section 3 of that and Section E of that, where under emergency protocols for medical devices, you have the right to refuse. I don't wear a mask anywhere I go, okay? You do not have to, do, you do not have to comply. You have the right to refuse. It is not a law. It is a mandate. Now, if you go to European countries, these are laws. Okay, you are by law required to wear a mask. But here in the States, they are mandates and they are under emergency protocols that you have the right to refuse. But will Dr. Mark Golly, who's been consulting with California's Health and Human Services, tells me that it's a critical time and that we have a critical tool that works and it's called a mask. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? I say you're an idiot. <laughs> Even the people who are on these things agree that they're idiotic. They agree that, that, I mean, all the studies show that if you're not wearing, even the N95 masks, that on the National Institute of Health's own website that the masks do not work. And these people who they claim are these alleged experts on these things, let's look at some of the other experts that are talking about not just COVID right now, but are talking about inflation. You have all these experts. You have the head of the Federal Reserve. You have all these economists that are hired by our administration who are coming in and talking about inflation. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, this is just transitory. They keep saying it's just transitory, that it's not going to get any worse. Inflation is getting worse. The CPI, which actually can't be used to measure inflation. It's a terrible indication of inflation. It's saying that we're at 7%, essentially 7% inflation. It is much higher than that, and it is getting worse, okay? The price of coffee is up 100%, 100%, mm-hmm. all right? In Los Angeles, over the last year, the price of housing has gone up 33%, okay? There's, like, all these people, I'm bringing this up to say, these people who claim that they are experts and want to say, oh, I'm, you know, all this stuff about COVID and the masks, they work, are the same people who are the economists who are telling you that, oh, this is actually good. You know why the economists tell you that inflation is good and these things are happening? Because for rich people who are investing in the market, inflation is great for them. Right. That that, guy that's why they do that. 
the economy is looking better than ever in America. He said it like a week and a half ago. Ridiculous. And on, on a side note, for the economic standpoint, you can look up the consumer expenditure report and look up how much it's going to actually cost you to buy things and how much they have grown, uh, not only month by month, but annually. And we went over it on this show and it's ridiculous and it's nowhere near the metrics that they're talking about and saying the economy is doing great. But it, back to the COVID stuff, it talks, it, well, it speaks say one to- thing. You're talking about the guy on, on CB, CBS. <clears throat> MSN, or CNBC. And, CNBC. Jim Cramer. Yeah, Jim Cramer. Okay, so Jim Cramer, he's saying, oh, it's the best economy ever. We're doing so great. He's got his baseball bat. In 2008, he told everyone to hold on to Bear Stearns. He said, don't sell Bear Stearns, okay, before the U.S. financial crisis. And Bear Stearns went totally bankrupt. You know, Amazing. I mean, to say that you should trust this guy with any of this kind of stuff is, is useless. Don't trust these people who are these experts, okay? They know nothing. Mm, they used to say the weatherman was the only one who could lie. Now look, it's everybody. <laughs> and again, they use this this whole perceived authority thing on you guys. And they say, well, here's an expert. And if the expert tells you to shove Q-tips up your nose to stop COVID, people will go around and start doing it. Oh, they'll be crawling on the floor like a slug. <laughs> People will do it. Rub yourself in Vaseline and crawl around on the floor <laughs> like a slug. Just, I'm going to need you to plug your nose and then cover your mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's going to save you from COVID. Right. And then we have a bunch of people who just die from suffocating and then they go, well, it stopped COVID. Right. It's exactly what we're dealing right. with right now. But all because they have the label of expert. People are willing to just be at their beck and call. Right. So sad. Moving on here, there are people who are refusing to go along with these mandates, with these regulations. Here is a video out of Austria with one of the biggest anti-mandate protests that we've seen to date. Over 200,000 people taking to the streets. How insane is that? Look at how many people. Oh, I don't know, Will, if you can even see the videos. That I, well, I sent the video, so <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know what it looks like. Yeah, that's sh- just all the streets covered in people screaming, yelling, protesting about this. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we were supposed to have Ava Vlardinger book. Uh, I'm probably butchering the last name. So uh, close. So close. <laughs> but she was supposed to come on the show. She is a legal philosopher in the de- in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. right? And she was supposed to come on the show, but we had some technical issues this morning with setting up the new podcast. But we'll get her back on to talk about it. But she was at the protests in Austria this weekend, and many of the people who are there, they are shouting resistance. They are trying to fight against it. They are saying about what's happening. And some of the things that I talked to her about that are happening, I mean, you are getting fined in Austria for even leaving your house, if you're unvaccinated, for even leaving your house for a non-emergency reason or going to the grocery store. You can be fined. And then if you appeal... If you go on to, like, let's say, you know, the cops catch you and you're outside and you want to appeal it, you want to appeal their ruling, you can have, you can face up getting six times the amount of money charged on you for doing this, Mm. for even appealing. It's like, why would you appeal then? Because they're going to say, oh no. And then you're six times, you have to pay six times more because of the fact that you appealed. You get fined even harder. You literally get fined even harder. harder. I'm going to fine you even harder. (laughs) You are fine. It sounds like living in like occupied territory during wartime, like where you have to create some sort of resistance and go underground, like get groceries for your fellow man. It's insane that people support this. There's people who support this. It's segregation. It is literally segregation. It is medical apartheid. It is segregation. And also if people, if they don't have the amount of money in Austria to pay, then you can face jail time. They can take your belongings. They can give you jail time. I mean, 
Oh, how do people? BS. How do people agree with this? How do? How, how are there people who say this is okay? There because, are people who say this is okay because they're grandma killers. And why would a why would a grandma killer? Why would a murderer? Why should I allow a murderer to leave his house? Why? I don't know. And that's that's the wonders of framing the COVID crisis in this way is that you make people feel emboldened, emboldened to take away other people's rights. Uh, a government would not be able to do this if there was a healthy amount of skepticism within the, the community at large. It's not anymore. People just accept things as they come to them. And especially if you sell it to them as you doing this is you being a good person and you being compassionate and you being virtuous. And not only do I need you to be that as an individual, but I need you to collectively enforce it upon other people. And if they don't, guess what? You get to laugh at them while you stand outside your house and they sit inside. Well, and what's wild about this, especially in, in Vienna, is that the Austrian National Security Administration labeled the people who were at that protest as a national security threat. So you are in, in turn turning those people against the unvaccinated. You are starting, right. you are insinuating a war. I mean, essentially, because you are making them see that, oh, these people, they're a national security threat. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say about people who just want to protest for their rights to be able to live. The, yeah. the amount of money that they will be fined could be up to 35 to 40 percent of their paycheck every single three, every, every single three months. You get fined 40 percent, right? Essentially 40 percent of what on average of your annual income. They're basically saying you so can ridiculous. no longer live. Yep. Yeah. And then they're a national security threat. Does that sound familiar, though? Do we remember when the DOJ labeled parents that were protesting critical race theory at our school boards here in the United States as domestic terrorists? It's very, very similar. The tactics you can you can basically draw a straight line uh, to where they're they're getting their playbook from. And as Will says all the time, we're, we're going to be behind Europe by uh, just a matter of months. Uh, the girl, Ava, who we are going to have on the show at some point was talking about how Germany's going to adopt what Austria is doing. And when Germany does that, the EU sort of it spreads throughout the EU. So uh, just see this coming up the pipeline, guys. Yeah. Germany is the largest country in Europe. I believe they have 80 million people. And Ursula, the, the, the head of the European Union, I mean, we've seen pictures of her and memos and all these things where she is just cozied up with the CEO of Pfizer. I mean, they're they're best friends. If, if, if I if I was a Ben man, mm -hmm. maybe more yeah, than best, maybe friends. more than best friends. You know, <laughs> Allegedly. Best, yeah. Best friends <laughs> with jabs. Um, it's not good. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Breaking TMZ. Yeah, no, I don't they, like they, it. You know, there is obviously there is a clear agenda happening there Ooh. in all these countries. I mean, and even going back to Australia, looking at Australia, there was a man. I, I'm forgetting his name. That was just reported. A man who was triple vaccinated. He tested negative for COVID, mm -hmm. and then was placed in one of the camps, in one of the quarantine camps. He literally tested negative, and they still took him there because he was yeah. like exposed to someone. Or uh, yeah, he was exposed to someone. But he tested negative and he had been triple vaccinated and they still put him in the camp. How can yeah. you do that? How can how can you get away with that? It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Look at the testimony from that woman that we showed on the show who was expecting she was expecting the health officials to come to her house to test her, to give her a rapid test for COVID. And they said, no, you need to either get in our police car with a fine of five thousand dollars to be taken away or you need to call a COVID cab. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. They don't even care at this point whether or not you have the virus. This is just a statement. This is an agenda. And it's not a, a singular agenda among these different countries. It's a coordinated one. It is. Anyways. It is. Ridiculous. CCP and all these. Yeah, it's terrible. It's all coordinated. And let's get into our cold open story for today. And that is Santa Claus being arrested for not wearing his mask. Is it a joke? No. Here it is out of Germany. Can I so not feststellen? Weihnachtsmann ab dafür! Komm, Teufel! Schön, Frank! Schön, Frank! Schön, 
Yeah, I can't tell the way that the public is responding to this, but it sounds like they're booing. I'm going to go ahead and, you know. I've seen this movie before, except it was uh, Santa was being chased by the police for kidnapping his own son. Not uh, not wearing a mask. Wait, what? <laughs> what is that? What, what are you talking that? about? The Santa Claus, your so supposed favorite Christmas movie. Oh, you're talking. Oh, Tim Allen. Okay, yeah. I was so confused. <laughs> Come on, guys, keep up. Yeah, try. Uh, I didn't know. I yes, what do I do if I fall off the roof? You we okay? Taylor knows how to quote like the most inconspicuous things in the world. Any any movie he watches, he immediately like has all the quotes. You said that's your favorite Christmas. Movie. It is my favorite Christmas movie. And you can't movie. even remember. I don't two remember references the... to it. That's <laughs> unbelievable. What a... I knew the Will fall would off never the roof. with Lord of the Rings. I would never. No, I would never. one that of these days we will just stream sounds them. like orc mischief to me. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we'll just stream you guys trying to uh, say every single line from Lord of the Rings. You could do it. I'm sure. Literally can. I I have faith that you can do it. I don't know that I'll watch the whole thing. But anyways, (laughs) uh, yeah, Santa Claus being arrested for not wearing his mask. It seemed like the public was pretty mad about this happening in front of them. Here's something to note. Because it's Santa Claus, I think that's actually really important. Mm -hmm. I know that like when it comes to saying Merry Christmas Mm -hmm. and the left will make fun of the right when we say it's Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. You know, it's kind of become like the left thinks it's like a straw man thing when mm. we say like, no, you need to say Merry Christmas. And some of the people on the right have made it kind of, you know, a little weird, uh, that whole argument about about that. But it is true. I mean, it, it's really a big deal to me, actually. And I don't like to make a mountain out of molehill, but saying Merry Christmas is a big deal. Countries have religions, okay? Countries have had religions since the dawn of time, okay? Societies have been based, at least based on religions. Mm-hmm. You know, America was based on the Judeo-Christian principles, okay? To say that that you want to take those away and just say Happy Holidays and not say Merry Christmas is an important distinction. It's it an feels important like distinction. a tangential point. No, what I'm getting at <laughs> okay. is saying that because it. it is Santa Claus okay. who represents Christmas. Yes. And the fact that you cannot even have Santa Claus, Santa Claus remain sacrament to what is going on at this festival <laughs> yeah. is terrible. No, it is true. I, you know? I, I, I agree with what you're saying, even from a different standpoint of just like this guy is taking his time. I'm sure he's not being paid much to do this to like go out into the town square and meet little children who believe in him and think like this guy's going to fulfill my wishes for Christmas. And then police officers come and arrest him. <laughs> Like, have you, it's, it's not, it makes me laugh, but it's not funny. No, I mean, it's really terrible. <laughs> it is really terrible to go up and say, you know what? I could have an ounce of humanity here and say, you know what? Uh, based on the facts, it's totally okay that this guy is not wearing a mask and he's hanging around children asking them what they want for Christmas. But no, I'm going to create this dramatic situation where I cut off these kids from meeting Santa Claus, the person that they believe in, and arrest him in front of everybody. Right. They hate goodness. They really These do. people hate goodness. It's so obviously clear. If you arrest Santa Claus for not wearing a mask, I mean, Santa Claus is in in Santa Claus lore is mm. an eternal being. Okay, <laughs> he's been around forever, making presents with his elves. Okay, <laughs> that means that Santa can't get sick. Wow, I didn't know you had such a strong. <clears throat> I do feeling for Santa. I do. I love Santa. Okay. Okay. I, I think he's great. And the fact that they want to destroy him by arresting him for not wearing a mask is tantamount to it's, heresy. It, yeah, it's just like the 
the seriousness of it, it's like Santa, like you're saying, is a lighthearted symbol of joy and yeah. hope in the season. And here he is strolling down the street. But if even Santa Claus is uncompliant for two seconds, yeah. God forbid, let's tackle him. And like the yeah. message that that sends to children is like, we live in this cold, hard, police harsh state. police state reality where it doesn't, you know, where it's not about what we can aspire to be and the values of sharing and giving and the spirit of the season. That's not the what's priority. What's priority is every little down to the cold detail. Every single person has to be masked, no exceptions for Santa yeah. while spreading joy. And that's, that's the world that we're creating for our children. And that's the terrifying part. And I think mm-hmm. so. I think you're onto something with that angle, Will. Yeah. You've got to think if you were a child born, let's say even two years before COVID got announced to us, uh, you're in your prime developmental stages of just like seeing the world, perceiving reality. You have not seen a normal human face without a mask on. Well, you, I'm sure you have seen them at home and all of that. But you you go out into the world as a child who's supposed to be developing and like recognizing emotion and seeing people. And even when you go see Santa Claus. He has to have a mask on. Mm-hmm. And then you have a mask on as this little two-year-old and you're yeah. playing with it and touching it and your boogers are running all over Ugh. it. And then your parents like putting it back on your face after they've been touching Just doorknobs. It's so messed up. It's like, how can you be so stupid? It, it the really elves are spraying mind. you with hand sanitizer <laughs> as you're going up on Santa's lap. Yeah, exactly. I will never subject my kids to that. No, we were at the no, mall. I was at the mall with my wife this weekend and, and we walked by a Santa booth and the Santa had a mask on and she's like, I would never take kids to, to a masked Santa. No. You ruin it. You ruin yeah. Santa. It's like you can't be lighthearted for two seconds. And that's, by the way, kids aren't at risk of this. So. Exactly. Right. It just makes absolutely no sense. It's the worst. The f- it's the worst. I love Santa. I love <laughs> Christmas. They want to destroy Who Christmas. Who doesn't? Yeah. They're a bunch of Grinches. People do hate Christmas. And well, those yeah. are the worst people in the world. The absolute. <laughs> it doesn't get any lower. <laughs> it doesn't. doesn't. Get any lower. I bet Hitler hated <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> They kind of did. The Nazis did hate Christmas. Yeah, yeah. They like they invented their, invented their own like parallel lore and religion and all this stuff, mm-hmm. to, and like de-emphasized regular norms and all that. And I mean, that's oh, not that. far off from where we're getting. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna move on to another story that also has to do with children in an, in an unfortunate sense. Uh, Burlington School District is searching for an equity and anti-racist leadership consultant. So if you guys Thank are God. in the Thank God. I've been waiting. Oh, my kids in Vermont. I've praise him. So racist all this time. Yeah. So if you guys are in Vermont, right, and uh, and you have any experience in equity and inclusion, go ahead and apply to Burlington School District. (laughs) If if you didn't make it in the coat factory, go to the uh, Burlington Coat Factory. Uh, Yeah. Right. Right. What a good. Thanks, Slammer Taylor. (laughs) Slam dad joke of the day. Uh, let's see what they're well, what, what they have to say for themselves. Yeah, what what's what's interesting about this article yes. is that there's already Henry Sparks, who's listed in the article, right. who is already the school district's director of equity. Yep. So they already have a director of equity, yep. and now they need an anti-racist leadership consultant. Yep. Is a person or team? This isn't even just one person. This could be a team. Yep. So this is going to be a group of people. How much racism is in is in Vermont? Isn't Vermont like the like the third whitest state in America. That's like how even, much, even how much more racism? calls. <laughs> the more whiteness, the worse. I, I guess so. The worse it but is. But I don't know where these crimes of racism are happening. I mean, it's in your brain like, from being white. Like it's like Maine, Vermont, and and Idaho are like the three whitest states. And 
Like, what, what do you need a whole team of people working on racism for? Okay, well, come on here. Uh, anti-whiteness. They need to be anti-white. Oh, we're gonna, of course, we're going to concentrate on the three whitest regions of America. That makes like, sense. Come no, on, that makes kid. sense. Come on. Now, what they had to say about this. Here's a quote. Uh, <laughs> if your stomach ain't churning, you ain't learning. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, the left is really good at making catchphrases and like posters and signs. I will give them that. So if your stomach ain't churning, you ain't learning. If you're not uncomfortable with some of the changes and some of the things that we're trying to do, such as dismantling white supremacy, culture and racism. Listen to that white supremacy, white culture and racism, then you might not want to be in the district, says Sparks, because we want to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to support our students and families of the global majority and students that have historically been marginalized. And that starts with our district leaders. This is essential work for our team to be engaged in. If your stomach ain't churning, that sounds something like out of uh, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Where like they're teaching like children industrial workers how to oh. handle the meat in the meat packing factories. Your stomach ain't churning, you ain't learning. <laughs> Get back to work. Oh, That's like what this sounds like. But it 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 points to people know this makes them uncomfortable and their response to that is if it's not if it's making you uncomfortable that's a good thing it should be making you uncomfortable to dismantle this stuff if your stomach ain't churning you ain't learning i can't stop saying yeah, it that's a new quote that really yucks show. my yum it really yucks my yum stand up speak up man by the way guys if your screen just went crazy that's me i don't know why they put me in charge of pushing all these buttons but yeah uh, sometimes i mess up it's the if whiteness this part about if you're not if you're uncomfortable if you're not uncomfortable with some of the changes. Why'd they say it that way? They said it so horribly. Yeah. If you're not uncomfortable with some of the changes and some of the things we're trying to do, such as dismantle white supremacy, culture, and racism, then you might not want to be in the district. That's a good sign. Here's what I'll say. I'll say about that. Yep. These people, if, if they are in charge of this district and they are literally telling people to leave the district if you are uncomfortable, what does that mean? That is a clear indication that you should leave. You should either fight back really hard and try and get this so that this doesn't happen or leave, right? Because they don't want you there. These people don't want you there. They want to institute their agenda with or without you. They don't really care. Right. So either leave and go somewhere better or fight back hard. Fight. My vote is fight. They the, the more that we just allow them to do these things with no repercussions and no pushback, the more that they do it, the more emboldened they feel to do it. Uh, so fight as hard as you can. But if it's to the point where it's affecting your kids and like you don't have any other alternatives for what to do with their schooling, you have to, you had, you got to move them. You got to do something. Uh, That's tough. Oregon just did, what do they do? They did like the, they're banning... Uh, they're changing the curriculum standards for math, reading, and writing oh, because yeah, that's it's been, racist. That's been a thing that they've been doing for quite some time, where in high school now you can graduate without having met the proper requirements for math, or reading, or writing. It's ridiculous. Because that's supposed to help black people and, and Hispanic people. That's it's, supposed to help you. Lowering the standards is what's meant to help you. It's racism. It is it's racism. Finest. It's not. It's hard bigotry of low expectations, not soft bigotry. That is hard bigotry. You are now going, I am okay with young people being uneducated and entering the adult realm without knowing anything, without knowing how to have the proper <laughs> skills to be an adult because they're black and because I expect less of them. You see, I think that conservatives kind of get it wrong almost on that. They think like, and I kind of just said it, but like mm -hmm. they're thinking that like, oh, they're doing this because they're trying to help or it's racism. What I feel like is when someone, when they do this and they try and make it so that black people or hispanic people don't have to graduate with mm -hmm. those standards because of their race mm -hmm. it is almost it is on purpose because then they can keep them uneducated and supplanted to their agenda right you know if you can if people don't learn how to learn yeah then they stay dumb 
then you can continually indoctrinate them and no. keep them on the yeah. plantation forever. It's definitely a double-edged sword, and black people and Hispanic people are getting stabbed with both sides. So it doesn't really matter what the what the agenda of it is, that you, you view them as lesser and you want them to succeed, apparently, or you view them as lesser and you think you can manipulate them. Either way, mm-hmm. it's a bad plate. It is. It's a very yeah. bad plate. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better word. <laughs> no, it's a terrible plate. Uh, um, next here, uh, continuing on the CRT lunacy, Christopher Rufo has pointed out this Denver public school. Look at the sign that they have posted, guys. Families of color playground night, which is Wednesday, 12, 8 at 4, 10 p.m. Families of color playground night. And I guess then there's white families playground night. No, there's definitely not a white family's playground. Night. Okay, so it's just it's just, just playground night it's for a the safe families space of color. Made for minorities only. Amazing. So it says, according to the Centennial Elementary staff, this event was organized by the school's dean of culture. Dean of Culture, uh, Nicole Tembrook. This event uh, was canceled due to COVID protocols. So not canceled due to the fact that it's complete BS, but canceled due to COVID protocols. But they plan to reschedule one in the new year, just in case you had a couple families of color that you wanted to invite uh, while the white families sit on the sidewalk and watch you play on the playground. Uh, It'll be happening next year. It's so funny. I mean, these people all talk about this is literally segregation. They want segregation, okay? All these people, they come and they say, oh, this is for diversity. We believe in diversity. We love this kind of stuff. Let's look at the neighborhoods of some of the most wealthy and biggest people on the left in this country. Obama's neighborhood is like 5% white. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Bill de Blasio's neighborhood in New York is like basically 95% white. 95%, that's what I mean. 95% white. Sorry, I misspoke. 95% white. Uh, the same for the Clintons, same for all these people. Patrice Kohlers. All of these people, their neighborhoods are white, okay? But they talk about that they want diversity. Mm-hmm. What happened when Samantha B in her neighborhood, they said, oh, you know, they got these schools, which are basically 90% white as well, 95 to 90% white in these neighborhoods where yep. Samantha B is in Manhattan. And then they said, well, actually, we want to set up our school actually outside of these housing projects and incorporate, it'll have a lot more black people at this school. Right. What did the parents of this school that Samantha B goes to, Samantha B's kids go to, what did they do? They protested and said, no, we don't want this. Mm-hmm. Right. So even in these people who talk about this diversity and they want diversity and all this, they don't actually mean it. They don't give a crap about these people. If they did, they'd say, "Okay, well, let's integrate our schools. Let's have the schools be with the the people who are living in Brooklyn, who are in the hood with my upper west side school in New York. But they don't do that. They don't do any of that. It's all about the looks. It's all about the virtue signaling. And in all reality, these people want to live around people who who look like them. They are the racists. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that like we talk about like uh, Kamala Harris and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and how they're dismantling white supremacy and male fragility and toxic masculinity. Both of them are with white men. It's just like, come on. I know. Just be honest. Don Lemon. Yeah. He's with a white man. Yes. It's just like, dude, and that's totally okay. That's totally cool. But don't go on TV talking about your anti-whiteness and how like you want to dismantle the white family and white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Or go to Florida and say, you know, Florida is killing all these people with COVID. The policy is terrible. And then go vacation in Florida. Right. We were at that hotel, by the way, the same one that he was. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember the one for the donor. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was the same one. That's hilarious. I saw the pictures of him at the pool and I was like, I was just there. We literally missed him by a weekend. We missed on Lemon. Oh, we could have had the scoop. Man, I would have just roasted him. 
<laughs> Roasted. Oh, what a missed opportunity that I was. Know, My I goodness. Know. Well, guys, if you want to combat what your children are being taught in school, because uh, believe you me, it is there. Uh, we've seen it in states across the nation. CRT is being taught. DEI is being taught. Social emotional learning is being taught. PragerU is here to help you. PragerU.com slash kids. We have tons of kids content. We have a series called TBH History. We have Otto's Tales, which is a series of books that you can buy for your children. Plus, we have videos and story read-alongs to do uh, with your kids. We have Candace Owens on some, uh, Michael Knowles on others, our in-house PragerU mom, Jill Simonian, giving you Otto's Tales. Yeah, she is the best. And you can come and buy these books on Amazon. Here are all of our Otto's Tales books. Our newest one, This Is Christmas, which you can order now and it should be to your house before christmas day so get it now so you can read it to your kids on christmas day and teach them all about the history of christmas while little dennis and little otto go on their adventure so yeah we have resources for you guys do not feel like you are boxed into what your kid can learn and what your kid can see because you have things available to you and we want to make them available to you so go and get our auto tales books if you have any youngins or if you're a teacher who wants to uh teach kids real history right that'd be nice our videos are as sweet as apple pie sweet. you guys are gonna love them yes you guys are <laughs> and will and amala are featured soon on i think it drops friday a yeah. new episode of leo with layla mm-hmm. yes that's leo exciting and amala and i got to do voices for it will's yes, been wanting to meet layla for a long time <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have. I've been very excited for and it. And he did. I did. So it's pretty it's pretty pretty glorious cool. Glorious experience. Yeah, we got to do some character acting. Will plays a a voice like this one. That's me. <laughs> I'm Uncle Will. And I'm playing I well can I, am I allowed to expose who I'm playing? No, just wait let's wait. Okay. We'll we will wait. We'll we'll play part of it on uh, our show when it comes out. Right. Now let's get into something else that's coming out. Uh speaking of Taylor. <laughs> 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 yes, sorry, Taylor's wife. Taylor is coming out today on the show. It's too easy. <laughs> coming out is based. That was, yeah. I don't know, guys. <laughs> that was a really good joke. I did set you up for it. <laughs> um, they're making a movie or a series of some sort for Anne Boleyn. An, oh, this is going to be a movie, sorry, with AMC Plus, which Anne Boleyn, you may recognize the name as uh, the queen, a former queen of England, of course, no longer with us. But let's take a look at the little clip from Anne Boleyn. I'm going to venture to say she looks a little different than the actual Anne Boleyn. Why do you say that? No reason. There's got to be a reason. Please tell me. <laughs> She's taller. Definitely looks taller. Definitely People taller. Are much shorter back then. I'm thinking the dyes in the dress are a little bit more vibrant than the dyes that they would have had at the time. The jewelry uh, doesn't really conform to the period. Also, her skin's a little darker mm-hmm. than Anne Boleyn's. It is Boleyn's. a little bit darker. Just a little. You think she's still the same race? <laughs> yeah. She definitely could have been the Queen of England at that time, 100%. Uh, No, obviously not. Uh, She doesn't look anything like Anne Boleyn. This is a a black woman playing Anne Boleyn, who was a white woman, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is interesting. And something that we've seen, and I think we're going to start start seeing more and more, I think a production that really set the stage for this was Hamilton uh, and the sort of concept of America then told by America now or history then told by the present day now. And while I'm not, you know, I I hold the same vein on this 
uh, on this topic as sort of 007 Daniel Craig holds when with his whole James Bond thing. I totally understand that you want to see black people in movies. Okay, cool. Make a character. Yeah. Make a character. Don't take a white character that is historically white and then say that you're giving a historical take on it and then cast a black like, character. Like Hamilton didn't bother me as much because it was, <clears throat> it was very on the nose, a, an artistic reinterpretation and like mm-hmm. casting it in a like hip hop sort of setting. And it was very like, it was genuinely a, a creative work of, you know, of art. And I think that this yeah. is, this is very, it just reeks of like, guys, let's do this uh, history period piece. But make I mean, the person black. To me, it's the same she thing. Was black. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's the same thing. I but think I, Hamilton and this are the same. I think if they put this show through and people watch it, I think mm-hmm. they should make another show about the kingdom of Ghana in in the in medieval times and their gold, and make the the king of Ghana white. Mm. They should Let's cast Brad Pitt as the king of Ghana. Yeah, if they sure do that, that then fine. Well. I am totally fine with this. That would go over so well. I bet. I am sure it will. But you see, that's a double standard. Yeah. Is that you can't cast a white person as the king of Ghana, but you can cast a black person as the queen of England. I can hear the screams of cultural appropriation if that happened. Exactly. Hear them loud and clear. Uh, and yet this is okay. It's not okay. It's stupid. Unless you, unless you apply the standard fairly across the board, then it is okay. Because you can't have art... Art is supposed to be something that is supposed to be honest, right? If you are creating a creative thing, I mean, it is supposed to be something that is creative and, and is, is honest, right? You're supposed to be telling something through your art. At least I believe so. There's different interpretations. But you're doing this through your art. You can't have honest art if you do not allow all opinions of art to be expressed or all different types of art to be expressed. <clears throat> if someone can't make the same thing about white people and the kingdom of Ghana, then mm-hmm. your art is insufficient to tell a true story. Yeah. I think that's where I lie on this. This doesn't, I don't see this and feel anger. It doesn't upset me in any way, shape or form. I love Hamilton. Hamilton didn't upset me in any way, shape or form. I totally understand the idea of history then told by people now. Uh, Not bothered at all. But if it's not a two-way street, we're getting into a little bit of hypocrisy there. So don't be a hypocrite. Gone past hypocrisy. Yeah, I mean, we're long, we're long past it, but... uh, you know, own up to the hypocrisy and allow uh, white people to play other characters as well. Because this, at this very same time that we're putting out Anne Boleyn, where Anne Boleyn's played by a black female, we have West Side Story coming out where they had to, they had to have Latinos and Latinas in that movie, or else it would have been cultural appropriation and it would have been wrong and it would have been a stain on on America's entertainment and media. But this is okay. So make it a two way street, baby. Because right now we're going one way. Can't wait for 12 Years a Slave with only white actors. Right, right. Makes total sense. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Now in other uh, entertainment stories, uh, here's out of Disclosed TV on Twitter. Future Bond could be non-binary and use the pronoun they. Barbara Broccoli. That's a cool name. Barbara Broccoli. BB. <laughs> Barbara broccoli. broccoli. She's a 007's producer of the movie has revealed. So your next 007 James Bond maybe nine maybe non-binary. I'm Bond. They Bond. Yeah. Sounds wow. extravagant. Sounds wonderful. I can't wait to watch it. I will not be partaking. Me neither. I'm at just all. being sarcastic. I know. But I've never partaken in any uh 007 movie, I must say. And I'm certainly not going to start now. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> what 
say? I gotta hold myself back. Well, I was gonna talk yeah. about women in action movies, and first of all, like people oh, you don't always wanna, make this point. People sure. don't really want to watch women action movies nearly as much as they want to watch men action movies. It's just how it is. Okay, it's just the truth. And then the fact that you want now to be a trans no, action non movie. Non-binary. What's the difference? Non-binary. Okay, so it's totally different. Okay. Trans person <laughs> is like me saying, Will, I'm a man. Non-binary is me saying, like, I don't fit into the binary system of male and female, therefore I am they. It basically means it I don't believe sense. in biological sex. I believe in gender queer theory. And so I'm right. on this spectrum of gender right. that is detached from biological right. reality. You can't handle the truth, and you can't lock me into something. Mm -hmm. I forgot that the most interesting thing about James Bond was his gender identity. Oh, absolutely. Not like the guns and the sexy women and the action. Uh, gold definitely. Finger. Definitely the pronouns. Man. Yeah. That's really sad. It is. Uh, the first response underneath this is Jordan Peterson, and he said, uh, that will be rapidly self-defeating in the market economy. That will be <laughs> rapidly self-defeating. It's not good. Let's get really precise here. Rapidly. But that's the point. Is like they used to. Oh, whoa! Sorry, Amla's got uh, <laughs> not lost her mute button. Yeah. The, you know what used to drive uh, the production of films, besides honest art, like Will was saying before, was also like demand and you know market where there's demand for a certain type of movie. Obviously, they keep making these Bond movies because people want to see a super spy doing his thing, driving cool cars, figuring out the mystery, saving the world. Right. And this is not doing something because there's a demand for it or because it, it makes it more interesting. It's doing it because you are trying to push a political ideology. You, and, you know, that is propaganda. When you are d trying to do something political with your piece of media, that turns <clears throat> that media from art into propaganda. Right. And, the, and it's not, it's one thing to just, you know, because like you were talking about art earlier, Will, like there are lots of artists who've done provocative things in art and tried to say a statement and make even political statements with art. There's political movies, but the difference is, I think, that they're taking things that everyone else previously agrees upon and trying to like hijack the all that momentum of like and cultural power and, and establishment that that has, and then impose their new normal onto everything that we're familiar with and that we already know and love. I mean, that's what postmodernism is. Exactly. They're they're mm -hmm. like forcing it, and I think that's what's dishonest about it. It's it's they're using their existing platform that they've built, the brand value that they've built around Bond, the familiarity with the characters, and then they're saying, see, Bond is like this, so you should adopt this ideology too, yep. and this is just how the world is. Yep. And that's it's the sleight of hand that they're using to, to change our culture. Yeah, don't you remember this familiar face? Well, it's now their familiar face. Now he's gay. Yep, accept it, plebeian. It's sad. It's really sad. I love James Bond. R.I.P. sad. Well, guys, now we're going to get into our final segment of the day. Every Tuesday, we bring you guys some TikToks that we've found throughout the week to discuss and go over and show you guys. Uh, and this week, we have uh, four pretty solid TikToks ranging topics. Here's this first one out of New Brunswick, Canada, which we... Terrible place. Yes. Well, we talked about New Brunswick because... They uh, put out COVID regulations that said that grocery stores can deny people coming in to buy food if they are not vaccinated. Here was the response from the population at New Brunswick. Pretty awesome. 
it's so funny to hear that uh that saying that i believe that we will win being said by people on a oh, side I that i support i believe that we will win which is a popular is like a super leftist slogan or at least from my experience working with the left every single protest that i ever attended was like no justice no peace i believe that we will win so it's so weird to hear it from a side that I actually support now <laughs> uh but yeah amazing amazing take to the streets protest this come out and say no you're not allowed to do this to me you're not allowed to bar me from going into a grocery store to buy food for my family are you kidding me no you're exactly right it's so ridiculous yeah. and i'm glad that people are doing grassroots organizing and rallying people because this is unacceptable i totally agree yeah anyways yeah, those people are great for doing that yeah really really it's amazing patriots shout Canadian out Canadian patriots eh? yeah coming out and doing hey, it's great don't you know <laughs> hey don't you know i gotta go protest in front of this grocery yeah. store Shout out to our Canadian people Don't who mess are with our maple fighting syrup. the same fight. I know. Straight up. If I can't go into that grocery store and buy a bottle of maple syrup. I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> okay, I've, I don't have any tooted. more Canadian stereotypes. Sorry, Canadians. You're, you're mashing it up with like Minnesota. And yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know enough about it. Sorry, guys. I don't know enough about their um, voices. <laughs> but yeah, good for them. Keep Keep up the good fight because... There's a fight ahead. I keep telling you there will be wins. There will be losses. Um, but band together and fight the way that you need to. This next one is going to point out what we've been dealing with here in California specifically. And that is a massive, massive crime surge. Now, the CEOs of Target, Best Buy, CVS are all among 20 retail leaders calling on Congress to crack down on the brazen theft of their property in their stores. Here's the video. This is a Louis Vuitton store. And just a compilation of crimes. Uh, it's just, just amazing. And this was put out by Bloomberg. Uh, yeah, this is becoming the reality. I have no sympathy for any of those companies. What did those companies do in the summer of 2020? Oh, let me put Black Lives Matter right. on my on my walls while let they me, loot our stores. Let me put, you know, saying that we all all this diversity stuff inside of our stores and sell the merchandise and all this. Well, now you reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. This is what you get, idiots, for allowing this unlaw for this lawlessness to run rampant. Yeah, That's I don't know get. that. I know definitely Target was in massive support of Black Lives Matter and the riots. I don't know about the other companies, but uh, Donated. definitely. Donated at the very least. Yeah, definitely Target 100% uh, deserves what's happening to them. Um, but here's another video of just brazen, blatant shoplifting right in front of everybody. And this guy's festive. He's wearing a Santa hat. Someone's having a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Going straight for the bottom shelf liquor. Record me. Hey, I'm Reminds Martin me of Bickle. high school. Help me save my money. His pants are sagging far below his butt. He's white. He's smoking a cigarette. He's a white man. He looked at the camera and said, yeah, record me. I'm trying to save my money. It's on the Walk of Fame. Represent. Uh, yeah. We love Los Angeles. Yeah, so that's that's what you can do here in LA. And look, he just walked right off with his little bag full of alcohol and just went on went on about his business. What a life. What a life, man. What are we doing working? I, mean, I don't we know. Can you just, can just go, go steal. steal. Yeah, why do I work for my alcohol? I could just go steal my alcohol. Literally. <laughs>
Such a waste of time. Yeah, why am I putting hours worth of pay when I could just go out and steal whatever I want and I not get in trouble? I have to go to a bar and pay $20 for a right, stupid for cocktail. That has like I could one just shot to, in it. Yeah, when I could just go to CVS and steal a whole bottle of a plastic handle. What am I doing? It's ridiculous. And now these, so now we have small businesses that are going out of business because of these people who are uh, coming and being thieves. We have large franchises leaving uh, these cities, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, because they can't deal with it. It's not good for the economy. It's not good for their business. They're making no profits because people are coming stealing uh, everything that they put forward. And it's going to be, I'll be very interested to see what the response to this is because so far there has been very little done and the crime is just astronomical here. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they do because it's going to require heavily funding the police uh, and giving back the funds that you uh, took away from them during the Black Lives Matter riots and during all that policy uh all that shouting for policy for defunding the police. What are you going to do now? There are a lot of things they have to do. Yep. There are a lot of things they have to backtrack on, which is why I think it'll be so hard because the things that they have to backtrack on are huge things that many of them push for in their campaigns. Yep. And because of that, it makes it very difficult for them to backtrack. Yep. Many things they ran on. Yeah. For all of you guys who uh, thought your student loans were going to be forgiven. We saw what happened with that today. There's a lot of politicians backtracking on promises that they made on the campaign trail. Uh, So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens here uh, from the side that is not typically law and order. Now they're going to have to become law and order, not only to protect the lower income communities that they don't care about, but to protect themselves because it's in their backyard now. Good job. Good job. Let's go. Uh, Last one here. (laughs) Last one here is a teacher talking about a special moment that she had in class. Let's get into it. Hi, here's some things my students have said slash done since I came out and changed my teacher name. You have a new name? Well, yes, it's a name that makes me a lot happier, and that's why I changed it. I like your new name. I do, too, but it's nice to know I have your approval. Mix? You mean like mixing you up like cookie dough? If that's going to help you remember it, yeah, cookie dough works. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss K. Too I much cookie dough. It's Mix K. I did not ask them to do that. You guys are big brains, so I feel like I can tell you this a little bit more. Um, my new name is going to be Mix K, and I go by they and she pronouns. Yay! Woo! Yeah, Mr. is for boys and Mrs. is for girls. Well, I go by Mix Log Bug. What does that make me? Uh. Yep, my work here is done. Hi, Mix K. Um, can I talk to you? It keeps going. It You're keeps free? going. Do you want to watch oh, more? Sunshine, what's up? Um, I just wanted to tell you something. Yeah, of course, sweetheart. You can tell me anything. Yeah, anything. of course. I um. Sunshine, thank you so much for trusting me with this. Have you told anyone else? Sunshine comes out to the teacher. Well, I'm honored that you trust me with this, especially the first one to be trusted with this. This is your business. No one else has to know. I will not tell anyone, obviously, but it's not always easy. But just know that there is support out there. There are other people, and you will always have a support system in me, okay? Okay. Fast forward a few weeks. Fast forward. Okay. Okay. People are saying enough. <laughs> okay, I won't subject you to no. end it. That <laughs> was that was genuinely terrible. And that person, 
That woman, she's obviously a woman. That <clears throat> woman is not fit to be teaching any ch- class of children. No. No, clearly not. Like, you, you remember, I mean, maybe, I don't know. But, like, before, I feel like teachers, if, if TikTok was around 20 years ago, mm-hmm. teachers would go on there and, and make videos like, here's what I did with my class today. Right. And show, like, a, a thing they actually learned. Creative right. education. Yeah, creative education. Like or, like, yeah. yeah, like a game that we played to let them learn their times tables or something. Yeah. Now it's like, now you need to learn your gender tables. And also, you need to know how gay I am at all times. Because that is the most important thing to me. It's not important what you learn. It's important that my name is Mix Cookie Dough or whatever her name was. Like It's not Mr. It's not Miss. It's Mix. She needs to mix herself out of that classroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... You should not know this. You should you're, you should not subject your, your the kids that you're teaching to this. There's no reason for them to know. Literally none. There's no reason for them to know your personal life. I remember, I'm, I'm sure in school I had teachers that were gay. Did I know that? No, because they didn't feel the need to come out to me. They had a teacher life and they had a personal life, which is what you have. Your job as a teacher is to teach your kids the subject that you're hired to teach them. Not to teach them about different gender pronouns and different ways you can change your, your the suffix and the prefix to your name. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that person who is saying that is obviously incredibly insecure about the things that they believe because she now has to go to her classroom full of fifth graders to get approval of her mix status. They always go after children with this stuff. Well, yeah, because children will believe it. No one else, no one else hears the musings out of that lady's mouth and thinks this is real life. Right. No one says, Oh, she's like totally on point with this. Normal people are like, no, this is what what are you saying? This is why they go to children to tell them because children will just accept it at face value because you're their teacher. You're supposed to be a responsible adult to tell them. So you can lie to them and tell them that they can be whatever gender they want. Yeah. And then because of that, you can get them to uh, implore you. you Yeah. They'll cheer you on. They'll give you claps. Sunshine. Yep. Cookie dough. (sighs) Biological <sighs> grooming. Seriously, it really it is. is. Yeah, it really is. It's sad to see that this is the state of uh, education. We should find out where she works. Well, I'm sure it's in the comments somewhere. Someone just, will just find so it. ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's our last TikTok of the day. That long. Why couldn't we end? With, we should insanity. always end with a happy one. I hate when we end with like a. It's kind of hard to find, a, find these happy TikToks. <laughs> we can be happy as we talked about today that Amtrak. Ended its vaccine mandates for its employees, which is a big deal. Oracle did it. Los Angeles schools ending their mandate for children, uh, school children in their city. So there are some good things that are happening. We can be very proud of that. Big wins. Mm -hmm. Because of you guys. You guys are winners. You guys are champions. Keep speaking out. Being patriots. We need all of you to keep doing it. We will win. Yes. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Yes. Who would have ever thought that I'd be saying that or Will would be saying that? I, I wouldn't have thought that. I wouldn't have thought that either. Well, guys, uh, we got to get going. Will has an audition to be Frederick Douglass, and I have an audition to be Princess Diana. So uh, we got to get going and hop on that. What do I get so, to be? Taylor gets to be... Uh, crazy Rich Asians. George Washington Carver. George Washington, Washington Carver. Carver. Okay. Yeah, right. that's what that's what Taylor's going to go audition for. How progressive. Yeah. Genghis Khan. It's going to be great. <laughs>
can't wait for you guys to see what we've got uh, going on. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live, 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. You can listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on those platforms. Let everybody know that you love the show. Let us know that you love the show. Give us a follow on those platforms as well. In the comments down below, if you could play any character of any race in any movie, what would it be? And let's get as ridiculous as possible because this Vice is pretty. Ride. This is pretty ridiculous. Let you Let your imagination run wild because apparently that's what we can do these days guys thank you so much for watching we'll be back tomorrow with will and amala live peace